Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cash Radio. I'm your host, David Withy. So today we're going to have a bit of a different uh, model here. We're going to be interviewing one of our very own hosts, Eli Garcia. Um, as some of you may know, he has a bit of a different path as, how, as to how he got here at Texas State. So just a little bit about Eli. Is he, um, he has two years at Dell uh, experience. He has experience at Hard Rock Hotels, and some of the most prominent experience is his experience over at iBoss as an um, event marketing manager in cybersecurity. So glad to have you back, Eli. Thanks, man. Yeah, Dave, it's good, good to be here. Yeah, of course. So um, tell me about your experience over at iBoss. Kind of like what were you, what were you up to over there? So iBoss was unique. Um, iBoss, cybersecurity, obviously, you know, hot industry. Um, my main role was an event marketing manager there, and that encompassed a whole lot of trade show activities. So uh, iBoss, as a cybersecurity company, they are a network security company. They are a cloud model, um, you know, SaaS, that whole, you know, all those, those keywords that are hot in, in the uh, technology industry, you know, today. Um, what they do is they secure your network, they secure you from ransomware and from malware and all sorts of things like that. Um, when it comes to iBoss, in terms of industry, they were, you know, in all verticals, so that means, you know, retail, manufacturing, healthcare, but they really, really are big in education. So growing up as a student, you might have, you know, accidentally, you know, gone to a website you shouldn't have and you got a blog page and, you know, that iBoss logo might have been there, but they were big on content filtering, so making sure you didn't go to websites that you weren't supposed to. And then they were big on securing remote devices. So if you, especially during the pandemic, if you went home and you took a Chromebook or a laptop home, they made sure that that security followed you um, off campus, just like it would have if you were on campus. Um, when it comes to trade shows, there are different conferences and trade shows for every industry. Education is no different. Um, every single state has their own education technology conference. Um, so I would be, I would make sure that uh, from that scope and in that perspective, um, the business was taken care of from you know start to finish. So that you know was determining the budget that we had for trade shows. That was making sure that we had our target personas and who we we're going to go after in terms of you know creating leads so that sales could follow up. Um, executing the actual trade show on the floor, whether that's you know an actual trade show booth, whether that's booking meetings, whether that's having an offsite reception for customers doing that piece, and then um, the post event follow up uh, was a big deal there. Uh, from an event marketing manager perspective as well. Yeah, as a marketing student myself, uh, what are like some best practices for something like that? You know, I could definitely, you know, see in my career future probably having to work some of these, um, you know, these event fairs, these marketing um, events. Like what, what were some things that you did to prepare yourself for, for doing something like that? Like what were kind of your responsibilities? So there's a lot. So when it comes to events like this, um, if I were to have to place an importance on like the most important piece is executing the event, right? If you didn't have the best pre-event plan, if you didn't do the best follow-up, you still had to make sure that the event went well or else, you know, it's, it's, it's bad news there. Um, so you have to make sure that you know, you have, you have to answer a few questions. Number one, what are you promoting? When you're going to this trade show, what is the trade show? You know, like identify who's going to be there. The target persona is there. Um, from an education perspective, when I went to those trade shows, 
Like you have a lot of uh, teachers at these education conferences, but at the same time, from a technology software perspective, we're not selling to teachers. We're not going to Miss Jones' third grade teacher and saying, hey, do you want to buy a cybersecurity platform for your entire district? That person's not the target persona. So target personas are massive. So you need to know who you're going after. Um, from our perspective, it was that IT director, it was the chief information officer. It was the people that are going to be making the decisions on whether that platform was good for that particular district. Um, so you have to understand who you're selling to. You have to understand what you're pre presenting. Um, a lot of different companies have a lot of different products. Um, when my time at Dell was a little bit different than my time at iBoss. iBoss, their platform that they offered was a cybersecurity platform that you kind of knew what it did and that's what it was. Um, Dell, you could offer anything from infrastructure, uh, you know, infrastructure pieces to consumer, you know, laptops to big screen monitors. Um, so you have to know what you're also going to promote, who you're going to promote it to, how you're going to promote it. Um, so you have to really wrap your head around that. And then once you do that, once you have like what you're doing on site, uh, you have to try and do a really, really solid pre-event outreach. So you have to reach out to these people and say, hey, I know you're going to this conference um, or maybe don't. I mean, some conferences offer you like a pre-attendee list. So they'll mm -hmm. tell you who's going to be there. But if they don't, you know, then that's when you start kind of emailing some of your contacts of these potential clients and saying, hey, you know, you might be at this conference or you might not, but we will be there. We'd love to invite you to, you know, demo the product or have a meeting or, you know, come get a free t-shirt, whatever you're giving away there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you wrap all the pre-event and the during, then, you know, post-event follow-up is really, really important. If you get a lead retrieval device and you scan someone's badge and you say, hey, I'm going to reach out to you next Wednesday to schedule that follow-up and they're, you know, on board with it, you have to have that follow-up. Right. You know, a lot of this stuff is uh, – your bosses are not going to know exactly what you did. They're just going to look at the numbers and the metrics at the end of the day. So that's what you have to make sure to be, you know, on your game when it comes to pre-event, during and post-event. Yeah. So that's like one of the big things about marketing is you had mentioned that, um, you know, there will be teachers at this conference, but you're not necessarily tell selling to the teachers. It's really like knowing your, knowing your audience, knowing, um, knowing who you're going to be selling it to. And I thought it was a great point where, you know, you, there, there are many stages of this process where even before the event is started, you're sending people information, sending people uh, marketing messages where it's like, hey, you know, I, I see this this big name on the list. You're, you're an IT director over at XYZ school district. I'm already going to get in your um, in the front of your mind before the event even starts. That way, there's some sort of like precognition like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and go to iBoss. Um, whereas you might not necessarily do that for the teacher, maybe you would, you know, let them know the benefits of, of the, uh, of the product itself. Um, and then, you know, the follow-up that's, that's greatly important in any aspect of business, whether you're doing sales or marketing, uh, promotions as you had done, or even an interview. Um, what were like some, what were like, what are some skills for, if you had to list a few for, you know, me and the fellow marketing students out there for events like this, where if you really had to just hammer one thing home, or maybe a couple things home uh, for for us students entering the real world where, you know, these things are invaluable, like you need to have these skills if you're going to succeed within the industry. Um, I would say do your best to be personable. Um, you know, be like, like, that's the funny thing is at some of these trade shows, you're standing there at your booth and people are walking by and you're trying to get attention. Don't be overbearing, but don't be quiet, obviously, like try and have, you know, that ability there. But one thing I would say is detail, this is going to sound funny, detailed notes. Like when you're having, when you are 
doing these activities and these campaigns when it comes to marketing, especially at trade shows, oftentimes what that trade show will do is they'll allow you to purchase for like 300, 400, 500 bucks, you purchase a lead retrieval device. And what that is, is as a booth worker at the trade show, People are walking by with their badges and they typically have like a QR code or a scanner or something like that. What you can do as the booth person is you can scan their badge and then essentially what it does is it gives you access to all of their information and lets you know that they came to your booth. So you're like, hey, you know, here's a, here's a teacher. Can I scan your badge? Perfect. Awesome. So you scan and you know when you get back at the end of the trade show – you're going to get this Excel sheet or whatever, you know, whatever platform they give it to you in or whatever source file. You're going to get a list of all the people that you scanned at your booth. So, you know, these people came by to talk to you about your company, about your organization, this and that. But oftentimes, in my opinion, what happens and, and I say in my opinion, because all organizations are different. You can have an organization that has 100,000 employees like Dell or you can have smaller scale in terms of workforce where your sales team, what they do when you go to a trade show like this, the expectation is that you're going to come back with this lead list, right? You're going to say as a marketer, I went out to this trade show and I got all these leads. People came to our booth saying they wanted business. I'm now going to deliver this to the sales team. Mm-hmm. Some marketers will do the what's called the spray and pray method where they will scan every single person that walks by. They'll say, here's a, t- you know, do you want a t-shirt? Let me scan you. Do you want a t-shirt? Let me scan you. know, and you're, they're giving away their thing mm-hmm. and they will provide their sales team with 700 leads. 700 marketing leads, which is great if they were true marketing leads. But yeah. if what you if when you do that, say for example that education um, example, when you do that and you have to sift through, you know, 500 teachers, those you know are not your buyers. So like you're for your KPIs, for your metrics, you might go back to your boss and say, "Oh my gosh, look at us as a marketing team, we did fantastic. We got 700 leads." But if those 700 leads are teachers and not one IT buyer, you really didn't do that much from the perspective of what you're trying to do. You're not, in my opinion, which again, a lot of marketing, there's so many different KPIs and so many different metrics that you can follow that in my opinion, one of my base core values of marketing is that you have to make money, right? At the end of the day, you have to say, I did this campaign and it made us money, Mm -hmm. okay? The sales guys, they're there to... Close business, they're there to make sure that you know their numbers are there. But for marketing, you can do brand awareness, you can do advertising, you can have recruiting efforts where it's not about making money, it's about doing a recruiting marketing campaign where you're trying to get people into your organization. There's a lot of different things, but one of my big, big KPIs always is ROI. It is making money for the organization. That's one of my baseline, you know, key success factors. So with that. You can scan 700 people and, you know, these are all teachers, but sure. And that will tell you, you know, a lot of people went to your booth. A lot of people were there and you did something good enough to where you had quantity, a ton of people show up. But where at the end of the day is the bottom line? Where, what did you close? You know, like when it comes to initiatives like that, I'm more so teacher comes up and they want a t-shirt and you're like, absolutely, here you go. You know, we'll give you a t-shirt, whatever, but maybe not scan them. Maybe that third grade teacher doesn't need to go to the you know, the sales team, because at the end of the day, if you have this aggregated list of 25 potential buyers, as opposed to 700 teachers, you know, that's, that's a bigger, you know, that's bigger success than, than the alternative. So, um, that to me is a big deal. Um, yeah, you know, 
yeah, like at the end of the day, it's, uh, is my effort effective? Yep. At the end of the day is, am, you know, if you got 700 leads, you're hitting a target, but you're necessarily not really hitting the bullseye on the target. You know, yep. you're making a lot of, you're making a big splash, but there's really not a lot of, you know, like you said, return on investment. It's, it's all about, and as you know, we learn here at Texas State uh, Marketing Students, like finding your your customer and finding like it, i get asked all the time like well, what exactly is marketing people just sum it up to like advertisement no not necessarily um it's really like finding you know your customer finding who is the most ideal customer and that you know miss jones third grade teacher isn't your customer in that regard it's going to be you know the director of it in that yeah. in that instance so you know <laughs> it's it is great experience because you know I may be in a position where, you know, I'm going to be working this booth with these lead, uh, these lead acquiring, um, devices, devices. Thank you. And you know, it's, 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 it's great information because you know, whatever company may be asking, Hey, grab leads. And if I come back to them with a list of 700 people, they may say, great, but how many of them are actually going to deliver on this? Or is our sales team just going to waste an entire week sifting through all of these just to find out that it's, you know, these people aren't even capable of buying the product or, so really like great, great information, great takeaway of, you know, find who is capable of buying and focus on those people. Don't necessarily yeah. focus on the people who aren't capable of buying, move on, like, you know, still accommodate them, give them that t-shirt, but, you know, find that, find that director of IT and hone in on them and really cater your service to them instead. Um, you, it's so funny that you mentioned that, Dave, is that I got off track and, and you asked me the question, I said detailed notes. Um, answering that particular you know thing, going down this whole rabbit hole that I did. When I say detailed notes in the leader retrieval device, you can put notes as to why you scanned them. Mm. Do that. A lot of times, what a guy will do, or a person will do, is they'll grab the leader retrieval device and they'll scan and they'll put it down. Okay, you came by, but why did they come by? Right. Scan them. Have the conversation. When they walk away, turn around, look at your counterpart at the booth and say, hey, man, this for a second, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to put detailed notes right. as to what they, why did they come in? If it is somebody, so it's so funny, sometimes these teachers will be like, here, scan me, as if they win something. Like, they're like, I want to be scanned and right. you're not going to be like, I'm not going to scan you. So you're like, okay, and you scan them. If that person came by just to get a scan for whatever reason, you'd be like, okay, third grade teacher scanned for a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's why this, this is, is not a scam. This is not a hot lead, you know, because you can qualify your leads in these devices as well. So it's not a hot lead. This person came by, but there are other times where you're like, this IT director from this massive organization or district came by because their pain points were, they had a ransomware attack mm-hmm. recently, they did this, they, whatever the pain points are, why they came to talk to you, you have this list of detailed information as to why they sought out your company at this conference you deliver that to the sales team and that sales team Mm -hmm. and then you provide as a marketer a here's a post-event email you know it's an oft file that we created for everybody that's pretty generic to be honest with you let's say i know that we scanned you at our trade show at this you know x y and z trade show um thank you so much for meeting with us briefly and then you put a little blurb in the middle of that email that you put in red bold font to the salesperson and you say customize this part right like this is look at the lead retrieval device comments the notes and say i know that 
you talked about this. I know that you wanted that. I know that these are your pain points. Yeah, this guy and, lost sleep over this. Yes, like, yes. We're, we're here to help. <laughs> yep, exactly. So you you do that, that person's going to respond. They're going to be like, holy cow, like they are not kidding. I went mm-hmm. to them. I talked to them. I had this. Um, it's It's pretty surprising, honestly, how many times leads and money falls through the cracks with organizations when they don't have these processes and protocols in place. Like again, you wanna make sure nothing bad happens at the event. You wanna make sure your booth material gets there so you got mm-hmm. you know, your shipping cost and you have your electricity and your internet at your booth if you need it. Your products are delivered, um, your charge keys, like everything is there to make sure that you execute the event properly. Sure, that's massively important. That's again, honestly, probably the most important piece. But if you then do that well, like if you do that piece well, a company is like, oh, this person is great. They executed the event. But if you start to add the processes in place, if you do pre-event and post-event, which are completely separate, that's when you start making money and you start doing presentations monthly for the organization saying our ROI from the you know, TCEA conference down in, you know, in San Antonio in February yielded us X amount of money. That's when you're like, okay, that's when you start putting those numbers on right. your resume. Right. I closed 450% ROI at the TCEA conference. And then they start asking the questions, how'd you do it? What was the cost? What was, yeah. you know, that's, it's a big piece. It's like, you can have the ingredients, but are you going to, are you going to make something out of it? Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to turn this, turn this around and, you know, do the due diligence necessary to deliver? Yeah. Like, you know, cause you can have a perfect event, no preparation, no follow-up. Was yeah. it really a perfect event? Yep. Yeah. You know? So like, People yeah. will remember it and they'll be like, oh my gosh, you guys did this really cool thing at the event. It's like, awesome. Did, did you, you know, purchase our product? No. Oh, probably didn't follow up with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, you yeah. could, you could look like, so one of the biggest things, like it's always in business, it's always about leveling up, leveling up what you're doing, you know, and it's always a growth process. When you're in business, you're going to think you have it all. And then you're going to be like, I'm going to try this thing and that thing will go good or bad. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like it's about growing and learning continuously. Um, pre-event for these trade shows is so big because then you can book meetings. Like if you are, mm-hmm. if you just execute on site, that means that people came to your booth, you had a good conversation, um, that's good, right? But if you make sure and you reach out to the organization and say, do you have a pre-attendee list that you can provide us as a marketing mm-hmm. team? You know who's gonna be there, you know your target persona and demographic, you know exactly what you're trying to do, then you say, hey, I know I've been trying to reach you for X amount of time on emails and calls, but I also know for a fact that in two months, one month, whatever, you're going to be in the same building as me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my product there. I'm going to be able to showcase it to you. Like, let me just book a small amount of time um, if it can be, you know, a cup of coffee or whatever it is. Like, you just know, like, you're going to be in the same place at the same time with your product. They're the buyer. And you just say, I'm already know I'm going to execute well because that is a huge, important piece. Now let me jump two months pre-event mm-hmm. and get these people on the line and say, meet me here. I'm going to show you this thing. I'm not right. going to just let it be chance that you walk by my booth. I'm going to draw you in in advance. Yeah, because now what does that say to the buyer? Like they, first off, they know my routine, my schedule, yep. and they're willing to accommodate not only my schedule to them, but their schedule to me. Like it's like this cohesive relationship that you can really form with these people. And I was just thinking about something. Um, when you were discussing like pre-event, post-event and executing on the spot, I couldn't help but think that like 
all of these things uh, could really be broken down to like, are you capable of like soft skills, like preparation, yeah. follow up and communication, like, you know, or, you know, just simple sales. Like it, it's not necessarily like, am I an expert in my field? It's like, are, do you have these soft skills and are capable to learn about this field and then execute them in the real world? Yes. You know? Yes. So it's like, absolutely. Those skills. It's so funny. There's, you know, different classes they teach here at Texas state where, they talk about the formal education piece, but then uh, they also talk about the things that you can't teach in a classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is so unbelievable. That's actually how I built my career. My yeah. career was built, I, I'm, I'm 35 years old trying to finally get that bachelor's degree because I went an entire different route. But the route that I went was using those skills that they don't teach you in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable how important it is to show up on time, yep. to look your best, to be respectful, to be courteous, to smile. Like there's all these things that you don't teach in the classroom that are huge. Like you asked earlier, what kind of skills? Honestly, those skills are massive. Right. You know, like just putting your best foot forward. Um, it's so funny. I've talked to people in my, you know, in the past when I was at Hard Rock Hotels, you know, with my, you know, I did recruiting, I did onboarding and orientations. And I just always said, that. I was like, you know, drug, like, like appearance don't try and compare yourself to somebody else don't look as good as some influencer out there compare yourself to yourself right that's what you do am i looking the am best i, I looking the best look? i exactly what you just said am i looking the best i can possibly look or am i like is there a better david version of me in my past that has looked better than me right. than i do right now <laughs> i gotta be better than that guy you know what i mean compare right. yourself to yourself to keep growing don't worry about uh you know what others might have or their experience with them just keep growing if you see something that might help you you know be fearless in the sense of asking that person how they did what they did right how are you how did you get here please you know teach me be humble enough to ask somebody to teach you and show you their skills because that's just how you grow you know as an individual right you know at the end of the day it's about your growth. It's about who you, you know, who you can be, where you can go, and how are you willing to get there. So, Eli, it looks like we're just about out of time here. I'd like to uh, once again thank everyone for tuning in to Cash Radio here on KTSW 89.9, the other side of radio. See you next time. Thanks, Dave.